Chapter Twenty Four of Stories from the Trenches. Funny Tales the Soldiers Tell. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by April Six Zero Nine Zero, California, United States of America. Stories from the Trenches. Funny Tales the Soldiers Tell by Carlton Case. Chapter Twenty Four. Tommy Atkins, rain soaked and war worn, still grins. Frederick William Weil, one of the vigilantes, differs with Sherman in declaring that war is mud. He had just returned from what he describes as one of the periodical joy rides which the British Foreign Office and the General Staff organize from time to time to give civilians an opportunity to visit the front mr wilde's visits occurred when the war god was evidently taking a much-needed rest for he says that on two occasions when he intruded upon armageddon he saw more rain than blood spilled but he found tommy atkins mud-caked and rain-soaked still wearing the grin that won't come off mr wilde thus writes of his last visit i am in to-night from a day in the trenches it rained all the time. The trenches were gluey and sticky, and the duckboards along which we traveled were afloat a good share of the day. But the only people who used really strong language about having to eat, sleep, and navigate in such soggy territory was our party of civilian tenderfoots. The cave dwellers in khaki, whom we encountered in endless numbers, were as happy as schoolchildren on a picnic. Clay's battered from head to foot their clothes often rigging wet they looked up from whatever happened to be their tasks and grinned as we passed our chief and always dominating impression was of their grins and smiles i am firmly convinced that soldiers who can laugh in such weather cannot be overcome by anything not even the prussian military machine perhaps tommy smiled more broadly than usual to-day at our expense for during our hike from a certain quarry to a certain front line, Fritz sent over whiz-bangs, which caused us armchair warriors from home to duck and dodge in the most un-Napoleonic fashion, even though our gyrations were in obedience to nature's first law, self-preservation. When you're in a trench and a shell screeches through the heavens, you always hear it and never see it the temptation to sidestep is the last word in irresistibility you have been provided with a steel helmet before starting out on the expedition in view of the possibility that a strayed piece of german shrapnel may come your way these helmets have saved many a gallant tommy from sudden death after you've heard a whiz-bang and find that you are still intact you ask was that a boche or one of ours you experience an indefinable sense of relief when you are told that it was one of ours but you keep on ducking in the same old way whenever the air is rent yet it is the invincible grin of tommy atkins in abominable atmospheric surroundings and in the omnipresent shadow of death that has photographed itself most indelibly on my memory to-day but next to that I'm struck by his amazing good health as mirrored by his ruddy cheeks and bright eyes. 
certainly the strapping young fellows whom i have seen are a vastly finer sturdier lot physically viewed than any set of men now running around the streets of london in citizens clothes it is manifestly the life this endless sojourn of theirs on the edge of no man's land with the enemy a rifle shot away you ask their officers what explains this hygienic phenomenon this ability to keep at the top note of fitness amid privations almost unimaginable you will be told it is the remorselessly regular life the men lead for one thing and the liberal supply of fresh air for another then it is the simple food they eat and the never-ending exercise they get for their legs and arms and muscles they sleep when and where they can in their clothes for weeks on end never saying how you do to a bathtub sometimes for many days though they shave each morning with religious punctuality even in the midst of a mighty push cleanliness of physiognomy is as much a passion with mr atkins as his daily appellations are to a pious turk you will go far before you will find a cleaner-faced aggregation of young men than the british army in the field should you have any doubt as to what the physical appearance of the men tells you and ask an officer how tommy is standing the strain of the war he declares enthusiastically the men are simply splendid and you hear from the men that the officers are top hole but all that you will learn from the officers on that subject is regulation number one when a man gets a commission in the british army is men first officers next an officer's business in other words is to see that his men are well looked after if there is any time left when he has done that he may look after himself but tommy comes first that is why the relations between superior and subordinate in the mighty citizens army of britain are perfect in the highest degree duke's son and cook's son are real pals class distinctions are non-existent in the england that is the trenched fields of france and flanders just so we keep on living that's all we ask was the sentious observations of a mud-clotted yorkshireman who backed against the slimy wall of a trench to let us pass we had asked him the stereotyped question well tommy how goes it his answer was unmistakably typical of the spirit which dominates the whole army the men are not happy to be there they long for the war to end they do not put in their time in the slush and rain cheering and singing they hanker for blighty they want to go home but not until the grim business that brought them to france is satisfactorily finished they want no stockholm made peace they're fighting for a knockout i left behind me in london a lot of dismal gloomy and downhearted friends candidates all for the pessimists club i wish they could have hiked through the trenches with me it is the finest cure in the world for the blues it may thunder and pour day and night in trenchland and the country may be a morass for miles in every direction but the sun of optimism and confidence is always shining in the british army's heart end of chapter twenty four